Good evening, everyone. Uh, glad to be back with you tonight. And as you can tell, we made the proper preparations to do what we needed to do. And again, as we've said Sunday, apologize for uh, that last Wednesday night and not being properly prepared. Um, but uh, thankful this evening. We want to go to the Lord in prayer. And we are glad for each and every one. Uh, who has had answered prayer, uh, but continue to pray for all of these on our prayer request list. Um, Sister Donna Fay, remember her. Uh, my neck surgery is this coming Tuesday. Um, I appreciate all the prayers there. As I was just sharing with Sister Donna Fay, uh, not near as much pain as I was afraid I would be having to come off my pain meds before the sur surgery. Um, but I know all the prayers everybody's praying is helping. Uh, so appreciate that. Appreciate all the prayers for Lucas and Lynetta. Uh, she will be doing her sleep test on the 10th of October uh, to follow up on um, her sleep therapy. Uh, so remember that. Sister Gail, uh, remember her. Uh, she does have COVID, and so pray for her. Uh, Lonnie has kidney stones. We ask you remember him, the Sister Barbara's son-in-law. Uh, Brother Danny Smith uh, went to the doctors yesterday uh, for his shoulder. And uh, if he posts on there to tell us his update, uh, he can. Uh, <clears throat> didn't ask him, and I'm sorry about that. Brother Lloyd Shores, uh, his foot infection is such that they are, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to have to actually take off uh, his little toe. And so we ask you to remember him in your prayers. Sister Donna Arnold, continue to pray for her. Uh, Brother Don started his preventative treatments. And so we ask you to remember him. Sister Mary's got her thyroid coming up. Uh, Bill McAfee, uh, remember him and, and Sister Ann, <coughs> excuse me, and her brother. Sister Jean's asked prayer for Debbie Henderson. Uh, remember her. Uh, Jason is uh, was better there, and so remember remember him and remember Brother Danny and Sister Kay who were sick. Um, remember Darren, uh, Sister Rhonda and Evan and Rob, and um, remember them. <coughs> Do appreciate.
appreciate the card that we've received from them. Uh, Sister Donna, Fosser, before I forget, Sister Sister Joanne, Brother Jerry, and he has melanoma in his heel, uh, and then also his sister Virginia. Uh, remember Norma Whitledge and Donna Cottle, Jessica, and their family, uh, and pray for them. Uh, Billy Walters, Brother Bill and Sister Joanne. John and Justin Kinser, uh, and Sister Eva, that's uh, Sister Sandy's mom, uh, Sister Rose Cobb, her family, uh, Billy Lee, Brother Daniel and Sister Diane, uh, Reverend Charles Cheshire, Joel and Betty Howard, uh, Sister Gail's great nephew, Bill and Bill Curry, uh, Sister Rhonda's cousin, Sue Willis, and all of our missionaries, and then our men and women uh, in service, home and abroad. Let's remember all of them, and then remember um, our country, our leaders, and especially uh, we pray for those that are lost. And so do lift all of those up in your prayers tonight, uh, and lift them up so that, uh, you know, uh, touch the body, but also, more importantly, those that are lost, that they be Saved. Brother Jerry will have his foot surgery October the 6th, so do remember that. Uh, Brother Jerry's foot surgery October the 6th. Uh, so with that tonight, men, we will go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get into our lesson this evening. Father, we thank you for your love and mercy. We thank you, dear God, for your blessings. Lord, to ask you tonight, help us, Lord, to do your will, to praise, worship, and honor your name. Dear God, we ask you tonight, help us to magnify thee and glorify thee, uh, Lord, to be a light for thee in this world. Father, we pray tonight for those that are sick and afflicted, asking you, Lord, to touch their bodies and do as you would, Father, and have your way in their lives, Lord. Father, those that are lost, we pray for them to be saved, dear God. And Father, those that are cold and indifferent, backslidden, dear God, that they would come back to you, Lord. Father, we ask you tonight that you just touch our country. Lord, help us to turn to thee and our leaders to turn and trust in thee. And dear God, we just ask you now, Father, help us through thy word this evening, we pray. And we'll give you glory for it. Father, we'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> going to look at the word happy tonight. Uh, it was... Uh, I wish I could say that I thought of this a few days ago, but I did not. I was actually this morning uh, sitting in my work truck and waiting for some things to happen and was looking at uh, uh, reading scripture. And then it just dawned on me to uh, look up this word. And I didn't have anything prepared tonight uh, for tonight at that time. <clears throat> and when I started looking at the word happy, uh, the first thing that caught me uh, was how many times it was mentioned in Scripture. You know me, numbers. I love numbers. Uh, I'm not great at it, but uh, I love them. But that, that really caught my attention there. And then, uh, uh, so then I started reading the verses that uh, came where the word happy appeared. And it was amazing to me to uh, find that as you read these words and, and, or read the verses, 
uh, how that they, uh, uh, I guess you could say, uh, really identify what a happy person is. And we, we have, what I would say tonight, we have two forms of happy. We have the a, a physical happy, uh, that's, that's what we're happy with in ourselves, our flesh, you know, so to say. Uh, and then we have a spiritual happiness. Uh, that was one of the things that in studying through the words and going over the verses and, and reading the context of the scriptures and where they were found, how that, that really appeared to me that um, we, we find that there are the, that, that, that drive in our happiness. And, and we have the personal uh, happiness that we have, but then we also have the spiritual happiness. And we would like to say that both of those are uh, in concordance, uh, and sometimes they are. But if we look at it this way, I might be happy uh, because come home and Lynette has made homemade ice cream. That makes me happy. Uh, not, not, not in the spiritual sense, but in the physical sense. But on the same hand, uh, to, to see somebody saved or to see people get in the word of God, to see people come and gather around the altars, to see my own self uh, getting into the scriptures, uh, it, that makes me happy. And so that's a spiritual happy there. And, and believe me, I think all real happiness, true happiness, comes from God. Uh, so don't, don't take me wrong on that. Uh, but, but as we look at it tonight, just thinking about it uh, in this context, and, and just to tell you, the, number ha uh, the word happy is found 28 times in Scripture, 4 times 7. I mean, that's, to me, that's, that's unmistakable, right? Uh, 2 times 14, which is 2 times... Two, two, I don't know how to put that in there. Anyways, two times seven times two. Uh, but the same works out. Unity, the perfect will of God. Uh, you can look at four times seven. Again, the gospel and, 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 and the completeness of God. And scriptures do um, identify that that to be a factual statement there. That you, if you're learning in the Word of God, you're reading the Word of God, you're following the Word of God, you're going to be happy. Now, there are things that come along, and we'll get into this not to jump ahead of myself too far, but there are things that happen in our Christian lives because of our stance for Christ, because we're following God, that are not what we would say make us happy, but yet, yet the Bible tells us to be happy uh, in those things because, uh, you know, if we're followers of Jesus, the world doesn't like it, but God loves it, and those things are to be expected. Uh, one of the first places that was found, and, and we won't read it tonight, um, but uh, was, uh, and, and I say that, I, I didn't even print it out there, but was a, was a scripture reference where Leah, uh, her handmaiden was, her handmaiden uh, had bore two sons. The first one was Gad. The second one was Asher. And so she was uh, happy in that because uh, to her, there was a, there was a, there was a, I can't remember the words that she used, but basically there was an abundance uh, coming there. And so she was happy in that uh, men, ch men children were, were born uh, in that aspect unto her in, in, through the handmaiden is the way she perceived it. Um, she had a physical happy there. Uh, and so that's what I was talking about. But then I, I decided to go on and just, 
and not really chase too far down through there, but rather look at the relationship happiness that we have, spiritually speaking, with God. So if you got your Bibles, go to Deuteronomy chapter 33. Deuteronomy chapter 33. <clears throat> Excuse me. Starting at verse 26, and we'll read down through uh, verse 29 anyways. Uh, it says, There is none like unto God, uh, the God of Jeserim, who rideth upon the heaven in thy help, upon the heaven in thy help, and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting, and underneath are the everlasting arms, and he shall thrust out the enemies from before thee, and shall say, Destroy them. Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land and a corn and a land of corn and wine. Also, his heaven shall droop, drop down, droop, do. Pray for my speech tonight. And then it says this in verse 29. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency? And thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. And remember this, in, Bi in the Bible, high places were places of worship. And so you had the high places of those that believed uh, in false gods, and God told the children of Israel to destroy that. And then the children of Israel actually had some high places, and some of them weren't good. I'll just be honest with you. Um, they had false gods there. But when it talks about thou shalt tread upon their high places, in other words, the, the, the God of heaven, the God of Jacob, the God of Israel is going to see them through. He's going to bless them abundantly. He's going to chase out their enemies. Uh, they're going to be overpowering their enemies because of who God is. And, and it started off, and the reason we went back to verse 26 is the words there, there is none like unto the God of Jeshurun. And, and there's none like unto the God who is God. Uh, and, and our God is incomparable to any other. Uh, he is high above all. He sees all. And he knows how to tend and take care of all. And in the end, God is the ultimate winner he's the victor because uh, he's God and those of us who are on his side uh, have that uh, privilege in our lives because of who he is and so he's it says there he he rideth upon the heavens in thy help in the excellence of the sky the eternal God is thy refuge and we studied uh, my refuge not long ago but, but he is thy refuge. It, it's a statement telling you and I of this. And he said, and underneath everlast are, the, are the everlasting arms. Uh, so God has his everlasting arms are there tending and holding and caring for us. Uh, we're in perfect, uh, I, I would say, we're, we're in perfect hands. We are in perfect 
protection. Um, I, I, there's some things that's been going on, and and, and I'll just say, uh, you know, we we don't always understand everybody else's battles, uh, but the devil does not like people to get solid in the Word of God. He does not like people to desire to do better and and follow God closer and to raise their family uh, in the fear and the admonition and respect of God, and so. Uh, you know, there, there is uh, uh, those in the, in, that, that come against us in those th- aspects. The devil comes against us. Uh, but you know what? Uh, you just can't have any better protection than God. And our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, loved us so much that he gave his life for us that we through him might be saved. Uh, he reconciled us to God by himself that is he was the sacrifice uh, for your sins and for my sins and he promised us to send us the holy spirit to come and comfort us and lead us and we read the word of god and we'll even cover this in just a minute i'll try not to spend too long here but but when in reading the word of god we find god's promises to you and i and how that He loves us so that he's done so much for us and he wants us to be happy. That's his desire. And so when you read it, happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee. And and to you and I tonight, we would sit here and there's a lot of people who say that's just the Old Testament, that's Israel, that has nothing to do with you and I. Read your Bible. It has everything to do with you and me and so happy are we who is like unto us when we're saved we're the people of god we're the sons and daughters of god that's something to be said and and i'm so thankful he said oh people saved by the lord that's me that's you if you're a child of god uh so happy uh he said Oh, people, the shield of thy help is God, who is the sword of thy excellence, God. Thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee because of God, and thou shalt tread upon their high places again because of God. Job said this in Job chapter 5, verse 17. Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. Now, now think about that for just a second. That's not all of the verse there, but happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore, despise not thou the chastising of the Almighty. In the New Testament, the Bible tells us that if God does not chasten us, we are not his sons. We're not his daughters. We're, we're if you think about it this way, whom God does love, he does rebuke and chasten in the New Testament it's written there. Job showed us here. We got the double witness that we talked about in Scripture there a lot of times. Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. I'm glad God corrects me. I'm glad God chastens me. I, I mean, just, just man, you say, Brother Ernie, you get thrilled about it? Listen to me. We want to talk about the spiritual side and we want to talk about the physical side. And spiritually speaking, I'm so happy that God chases me. Physically, I'm going to tell you, sometimes uh, it's hard to swallow, but it's always best for me 
And so I love that. And he said, therefore, despise not the chastening of the Almighty. And I'm going to tell you, I do not resent God chastening me. Um, when I have to uh, publicly apologize for my failures uh, because of what I do not do or even what I do, uh, and I have to publicly apologize, it's because God has chastened me. And in his chasing of me, I have to make things right with others. And so, you know, uh, I tell folks, I'm a public professor. I, I pro profess things that, that I do wrong or that I don't do, and I do so because that's what I feel like God would have me do. And so uh, it's not because I need you to forgive me so I'll be forgiven in, in the aspect, but rather because God wants me to make things right. And so, you know, we do that. If you go over to Psalms 127, we'll read here starting back in verse 1. Got a few places where we wanted to cover more scripture, but uh, we, we will see how time rides us. Psalms 127, verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Can I tell you that God established our country and God established the things that we should be doing and we're walking away from it trying to build it ourselves. And right here it says, except the Lord build, except the Lord uh, labor, uh, excuse me, except the Lord keep. Uh, church, I'm telling you right now tonight, we need to pray hard and seek the Lord. He goes on, he said, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat bread of sorrow, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Uh, you know the old saying that says, I like to fall asleep and sleep like a baby because I know I'm right with God. And I'll tell you something, fall asleep talking to the Lord, wake up talking to the Lord, uh, you'll have a good time, I promise you that way. You'll have a good sleep. Uh, in that aspect there. Matter of fact, I can tell you there are times when I spend a lot of time awake and praying and even to the point at times where I feel like God just let me go to sleep but I just kept on praying and, and I almost find myself times and I don't want to lie about it where I get frustrated because I can't sleep but then I just start praying some more because obviously there's somebody or there's something that God wants me to pray, somebody he wants me to pray for or something he wants me to pray about and then when I do go to sleep after that I've prayed, I sleep better. And I wake up refreshed instead of tired and groggy. Uh, you know, because if I stay awake too late doing what I want to and have to rise early, then I'm, I'm tired and I'm cranky. Um, but if I do what I, in, in the aspect of praying and so forth, uh, in that relationship, God always gives me a comfortable sleep. Uh, so it's vain for you and I to rise up early, to stay up late, to eat bread of sorrow, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, the children, lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And I'm going to tell you something, church. Uh, we need to be, and I don't want to push this in a way that doesn't sound right, but, but we need to encourage young people to have children uh, and realize this, that they're a blessing not a burden, not a curse, not a hindrance. Uh, 
you know, they're a blessing. And that's written right out of your word uh, there. The Bible calls the children our heritage. Uh, and so he said, as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemy in the gate. So happy is the, is the man who has a quiver full of children. And I will say this, not every quiver is the same size, okay? Um, I know how big God let ours be, and I, I can tell you there's times we wished ours was bigger, but we just that wasn't the will of God uh, and stuff. But, but don't, don't discount the blessings of children. Happy is the man who's got the ones God would have him to have. And I, and I love that uh, this evening. Psalms 145 and 15, happy is, uh, excuse me, if we don't turn over there, I won't get uh, all of that that I need to. remember now I was going to tell you uh, it says here we go back to verse 1 and, and, and uh, I just want to read read just a couple here but then we'll jump down here he said blessed be the Lord my strength which teaches my hands to war my fingers to fight my goodness and my fortress my high tower my deliverer my shield and and he in whom I trust who subdueth my people under me Lord what is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man that thou makest account of him? And then he goes on and he talks about that a little bit. And then he tells us a few other things there. Then he says, I will sing in verse 9, a new song unto thee, O God, upon psaltery and instruments and ten strings. I will sing praises unto thee. If you think about it, it is he that giveth salvation unto the kings who delivereth David his servant from the hurtful sword. Um, and, and we look at these. Then he says, this in verse 15 uh, and, and I, I'm skimming through this one I know real fast but happy is that people that is in such a case yea happy is that people whose God is the Lord those that put their trust in God realizing who they are understanding who their enemies are understanding what should be taking place and how in, in, in raising their children and understanding the enemies that are out there in that too. But happy is a man, happy is the people uh, that have God as their Savior, who has God as their salvation, who has God as their refuge. As he said, my goodness, my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield, he in whom I trust who subdueth my people under me. Happy is that people uh, in that. So then go over to 146. We are almost out of the book of Psalms. Uh, we're starting back at verse 1. Uh, again, it's not a very long chapter, but uh, I do want to start in verse 1. It says, Praise you the Lord. Praise the Lord. O my soul, while I live, why will I praise the Lord? I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Can I tell you, that that's what we said we would do when we got saved. We committed our lives to the Lord. We said we would love him and serve him and follow him and honor, uh, glorify him. 
uh, do what he would have us to do. Uh, and that's what he says. While I live, I will praise the Lord. While I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes nor in the Son of Man in whom there is no help. Can, can I tell you something, church? And I, and I want to say this real profoundly tonight and, I, and not to be too mean. But this world keeps looking for the next Savior out of men. Uh, we keep looking for the next guy who's going to uh, bring us uh, deliverance from whatever type of oppressions that uh, we seem to have uh, or the next woman as it would be. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, men and women are not going to deliver us. God Almighty is going to be our deliverer. He's the one whom we're supposed to trust in and follow and honor and glorify. If you go back and read your Bible, every king that ever was established failed in some way. And had it not been for those kings who did trust in God, even in their failures, uh, we would be in worse shape than what we are in. But the people always look for a man uh, to bring them deliverance and leadership and so forth, even to the point when Christ was here, they thought he was going to come and establish his kingdom here and that in that this, that he as the man alive now would be the, the king and, and they would have all that they needed and, and take care of that way. And yet he came not to be the king of this earth, but rather to be the king of our minds and our hearts and our souls, to be king and lord over us for all eternity he sacrificed himself as that love for you and i is and 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 so uh don't put we we've got to put putting our faith and our trust in in our governments not to say that we shouldn't trust them but not trust them with our lives our souls our being rather this Pray that they would put their faith and their trust in God the Father and Jesus Christ the Son and allow the Holy Ghost to direct their lives. Then we have, uh, I would say, uh, an opportunity for uh, things to be different for a little bit. But we know this, that they're not going to do that. The Bible's done told us these things. Uh, so quit trying to figure out who the next best person is going to be. Put your faith and trust in God. Do as he leads you to do and do that. Uh, and I'm not saying don't go out and vote. Definitely go do that. Uh, that's our privilege. But remember this. Pray before we go. Pray and seek God. Because God will give us the right people if we would follow God. All right? There's, there's my spill on that part. I'll get back to this. Uh, it says, His breath goeth forth. He returneth, he returneth to the earth. And that very day... Uh, his thoughts perish. In other words, uh, when if you put your faith and your trust in princes or in the son of men, uh, not the son of God as that would be, this is a small case son of man. Uh, one of these days we're dying, we're going back to the earth, it's, let's, let's just end it. But then he says this, happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope the Lord is, excuse me, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is therein is, which keepeth truth forever, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth prisoners. Can I tell you, church, and just think about it real quick, he's got the best uh, relief plan there is. If we'd have been trusting in God, 
instead of in man, where would we be today? He executed judgment for the oppressed. He giveth food to the hungry. My Bible tells me that God's seed shall never be seen begging for bread. Uh, I mean, come on. He can rain manna from heaven. He can make quail fall in front of you. If that ain't enough, he can make a raven come and feed you. I mean, God can do great and wonderful things, uh, and, and I thank him for that. And he says, the Lord looseth the prisoners. Those of us who've been bound in prison, shackled by sin and shame and guilt, God frees us from that. And, and I'm going to say this, if you follow after God, you won't end up in the prison. That's real simple. I mean, truthfully, let's be honest about it. Not to get carried away there for a minute, but just... Uh, in that aspect there. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that bow down. And the Lord loveth righteous. The Lord preserveth the stranger. He is relieved to the fatherless and widow. But the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. One of these days, and we'll get into a few verses about that in just a minute. One of these days, the wicked ain't going to be so uh, happy, we'll say. The Lord shall reign forever. Even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations, praise you, the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3, in verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, the man that getteth understanding. For the merchant of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that canst desire are not to be compared unto her. We're talking about wisdom. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are the ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is the tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding he hath established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are, the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. <clears throat> so happy is the man that findeth wisdom and getteth understanding. And I'll tell you something, church. The more I study the word of God, the more wisdom I get and the more understanding I get. And, and we need to spend more time with God and less time with the world. Um, you know, uh, there are a lot of folks that say, I don't understand, I don't understand, I don't understand. But they don't want to go to God and find out where the understanding comes from. Uh, it comes from the wisdom which is gained through the word of God and, and his plan and purpose for us. Then in Proverbs chapter 14, uh, uh, just, and this was one verse, and that's why I wanted to double check, flip over there, one verse that I found in this, and this was very interesting. He that despises his neighbor sinneth. Now take that into consideration real fast. Um, there are things our neighbors do that we don't like, okay? Uh, but there are things we do our neighbors don't like. But you know what? You'll not pray for somebody you despise. You'll not be a light to them. These are things that we got to understand. Remember? In the New Testament, Jesus said, He that hateth his brother is likened to a murder, and you know no murder hath eternal life abideth in, abide in him. So if you despise your neighbor, uh, you sin. But he that hath mercy on the poor, happy 
is he why because he's doing the will of God he's showing the light of Christ and, and you know what I'll be honest with you at times we have a hard time with that uh, but we need to be careful and make sure we do what's right and, and show the right things uh, so that those around about us know who we truly are uh, in that regards there okay and then Proverbs chapter 16 and I kind of made some notes around a few of these here we just got a few more to go um, this whole chapter is the way I put it uh, I put this chapter is full okay now there's one verse that contains the word happy uh, and so that's verse 20 uh, but if you go back just a little bit there uh, in verse five, 15 Proverbs 16 15 in the light of the king's countenance is life now think about that for a second and his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain now you got an earthly king that if you're in good favor with him and he's in good favor with God what a blessing that is but then you have your heavenly king King Jesus uh, in, in, in his countenance is life. Um, then you go on, how much better is it to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding rather than be chosen than silver? The highway, of the, the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. Now think about it. We're keeping the way of God. We've departed from evil. We're walking on the highway of our Lord. It's the highway of heaven, uh, I believe the song is. Then it says, pride goeth before destruction and the haughty spirit before a fall. Uh, and, and no doubt we've all at some point in time experienced some of this, you know. Uh, and, and I know I have. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes my pride came and man, what a collapse there was. And a haughty spirit and what a fall that there was. Uh, better is to be a humble spirit with, with the lowly than to divide the spoil of the proud. So remember this. The Bible tells us if we will humble ourselves before God, he will lift us up. Uh, he that handleth the matter wisely shall find good. And whosoever trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. And I say that I can verify and testify to that one is absolutely 100% correct. The wise in heart shall be called prudent and the sweetness of the lips, sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but instruction of fools is folly. Uh, so remember trusting in the Lord. Again, that whole chapter uh, is full. In chapter 29 of the book of Proverbs, a uh, very famous uh, scripture is in there that a lot of times uh, people take wrong, and I used to do it too because I listened to man instead of the Spirit of God. Uh, but uh, it says this in verse 18, uh, Where there is no vision, the peoples perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Now, if you read that whole verse, instead of just the half of the verse, which everybody seems to quote a lot of times, and I know I've quoted it and only quoted part of the verse, and therefore the misunderstanding of that verse is, is applied 
in that we say where there's no vision, the people perish, and we think that we've got to have that vision. But but the, read the rest of it. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. In other words, this is the vision. The Bible is the vision that we're supposed to have. The vision that God has laid out is in this Bible. Uh, what we think about as mystery and revelation has been revealed to us through the word of God. And so when we say where there is no vision, where there's no word of God, where there's no spirit of God, where there's no teachings of the word of God and his instructions, the people do perish. And they perish because they have not this. But he said there, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And when we talk about the law of God, we're talking about his word. And we understand, remember, rightly dividing the word of truth, understanding what is applicable today and what is not. What we don't do today is we don't sacrifice animals for our sins. Jesus was our sacrifice, and he took away our sins, uh, and he is it. But when it comes to obedience and following the word of God, and those things not pertaining to the old law of sacrifice, they are still applicable uh, to us today. And, and I've always said this, and I believe with all my heart, everybody, if we would just follow the Ten Commandments, we would be in good shape, right? God would be first and foremost, and we would love and respect one another and help one another and encourage one another. Uh, so if you, if you think about it, uh, therein lies the vision, and it's God's vision, not my vision, not your vision, but God's vision. And if we get God's vision in our life, we will lead people uh, the way of God. Uh, go over to Jeremiah chapter 12. We've just got four more places this evening, and we'll get them covered. Righteous, verse 1, Jeremiah chapter 12. Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee, yet let me, let me talk with thee of thy judgments. Wherefore? Doth the way of the wicked prosper? Now look at that very carefully. Wherefore doth the way of the wicked prosper? Wherefore are all they happy that deal very treacherously? Now remember, I was talking about the uh, spiritual happiness versus the flesh happiness, you know. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with you and I being happy in, in the Lord and in, in, in the blessings that God gives us and, and being happy one with another. But there's a, also, and I didn't mention it, there's a false happiness. And um, I guess you could say it's a con counter spiritual happiness. It's a happiness that the devil uh, gives, which is a false happiness. It's, it's one that's going to fade away. It's not based in any sound principles of the word of God, but rather it's based contrary to the word of God. It's based in deceitfulness of the word of God. If you go back into the book of Genesis, Eve looked at the fruit, right? Satan says, the things that he does, he deceives her. She looks at the fruit, it's pleasant to the eye, desire to make one wise. And so then she eats of that fruit. And she's happy to have that until her eyes are open and Adam's eyes are open. And the, the devil made them happy and looking at that fruit for a moment. But when they seen the truth of it, they were no longer happy. They were unhappy. They hid themselves from God because they were ashamed that they were naked. They were ashamed of what they knew. And so that, that's, that's a false happiness that the devil has uh, for people. And so it says, wherefore doth the, wicked, doth the way of the wicked prosper? Wherefore are they happy that deal very treacherously? Thou hast planted them, yea, they have 
taken root, they grow, yea, they bring forth fruit. Thou art near, excuse me, thou art near their mouth and far from their reins. In other words, they talk one way, but they walk another way. But thou, Lord, knoweth me, knowest me, thou hast seen me and tried my heart toward thee, pulled them out like sheep for the slaughter, and prepared them for the day of slaughter. How long how long shall the land mourn and the herb of the field wither for the wickedness of them that dwell therein? The beasts are consumed in the birds because they said he shall not see our last end. Can you imagine those who absolutely believe that there is no judgment, that there's no God, and that there's no heaven and there's no hell and when you die, you get placed in the ground, and that's the end of it. There are those who have believed the lies of the devil, and going through this life, they think they're happy, and they think they've got it made, uh, and in the end, they ain't worried about it. But I'm here to tell you, one of these days, there's going to be a rude awakening uh, for those folks. And before we rejoice over that, we ought to pray for their salvation and pray that their eyes would be opened to the truth of God's word. Uh, go over to the book of John chapter 13. Uh, this is the communion and foot washing service. And I won't uh, read all of it. But you can start back in verse 1. And the Lord talks to them. Uh, if you jump down there in verse 7. It says Jesus answered and said to him. What I do thou knowest not. But thou wilt surely know. Or thou shalt know hereafter. Um, Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus said, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Peter says unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Uh, Jesus tells him, You know, he that uh, is, is washed needeth not save wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean. Uh, and then verse 12. So after that, and this is where I want to pick up for you, and read, we'll read down through uh, the next few verses there. Uh, but he says, so after he had washed their feet and taken their, his garment and sat was sat down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done unto you? You call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, Neither is he that sent greater than he that has sent him. And Jesus was saying he wasn't greater than God. Uh, so, and we're not greater than Jesus. Uh, and if Jesus, our Lord and Savior, our Master, has washed our feet, has shown us his love and his mercy, his grace, we ought to do that to one another and do so. And the Bible talks about doing these things until he comes back. Uh, but look at what he says. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. So if we know this Bible and we know what's written here, he's not simply talking about washing each other's feet. He's talking about the will and the word and the purpose and the plan of God. And if we know this and we do it, we're happy. And, and uh, it's true. It's absolutely true. Then the next couple of places, 
And like I said, you can read that starting in verse 1, read all the way through there, and you'll gather those. Uh, over in 1 Peter chapter 3, these are our last uh, two spots where we'll stop at uh, or we'll cover tonight. And go back to verse 12. And here is these two places we'll read in, in 1 Peter 3 and then again 1 Peter 14, which is an interesting thing to me too because uh, it, the word happy is found in 1 Peter 3.14 and it's also found in 1 Peter 4.14. Both of them in the 14th verse of this chapter. Pretty cool in my, my aspect of thought there. But anyways... Uh, so we're backing up there, and I want to make sure. Uh, finally, in verse 8, chapter 3, verse 8, Finally, be ye all one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterwise blessings or blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. We're going to inherit eternal life through Christ Jesus. That's a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no gall. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the Bible tells us the tongue is a vile instrument which no man can tame, right? We've got to allow God to do the taming of the tongue. And he will. We just got to let him do it. It doesn't say it cannot be tamed. It says we can't tame it. But God can. God can. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. Well, I will bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Uh, you know, give God everything, including your tongue, right? He said, let him eschew evil, do good, let him seek peace and ensue it. Jesus is our peace. We ought to seek him. We ought to assume, we ought to go the will of the Lord. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open upon unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Remember what I said back here, Jeremiah? You know, when you look at Jeremiah chapter 12, how long, what's going on there? Listen to me. There's coming a day. The wicked are not going to be happy anymore. They're deceived right now, but there's coming a day. And we need to pray for their salvation. Uh, because it says there, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? But if you suffer for righteous sake, righteousness sake, happy are ye. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an account or give an answer. To every man that asketh you a reason of, of, of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as evildoers, that they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. Look at verse 17. For it is better if the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. So if we're going to suffer, let's suffer for the cause of Christ, for the purpose of Christ. And let's be happy that we're counted that way because, listen to me, while I may be suffering because of men not like what I'm doing for the Lord, God is pleased in that. But if I'm pleasing men and therefore not suffering, God is displeased in that. One suffering is temporal. 
The other suffering is eternal. I want to be happy always in the Lord. Uh, and so then you jump over to chapter 4. Again, go back to verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as some strange thing happened unto you. In other words, God's done told us it's going to come to pass. We read it in chapter 3. It's going to come to pass. He's telling us again in chapter 4. It's going to come to pass. Don't think it's strange that it happens when it comes. But rejoice in as much as you're partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. That's better than temporal, right? Exceeding joy. If you re reproach for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. And then it goes on and tells us what not to do, all right? Uh, and, and not to do. Uh, but then if you just think about it, he warns us of what's coming. But listen to me very, very briefly tonight, and I'll hush up. Spiritual happiness is far greater than physical happiness. And you definitely don't want to get caught in a false happiness. So stick with God. Stick with the Word of God, His plan and His will, His purpose. And in the end, you'll be eternally happy. Father, we thank you, Lord, tonight for your love and mercy. We thank you, dear God, for your grace and your blessing. And Lord, I'm just so thankful for your Word and what it says. Help me, Father, to be a better example of it. Lord, help me to be... Uh, more grounded in it and Lord may it have more hold and power over me and Lord I just pray tonight touch every heart and soul make us strong in thee Lord Father if there be one lost that heareth this Lord we pray that they be saved uh, one cold and indifferent dear God that this would change their hearts and they would come back to you Lord Father again be with those that are grieved sick afflicted dear God and help us Lord just to be what we need to be for thy name's sake and we'll give you glory we'll give you honor and we'll give you praise in Jesus holy name and amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you again next time, Lord willing.